0: Today is the day when the mould uh, is finally shattering in Irish politics.
1: People are just changing for change's sake.
2: The general election in 1992 was called for Wednesday, November the 25th. It followed the collapse of the three-year-old Fianna Fáil PD coalition government. RTE had radio reporters and clerical staff in all 41 constituency count centres and television had cameras and reporters in half of the constituencies. The programmes covering the count ran over two days, and in the case of radio, the programme was on air for 22 hours.
3: 10, no. 9. You're
4: watching RTE 1.
3: One minute to air.
4: We go live now to Studio 1. Stuart yeah.
3: Longford.
4: For coverage of the general election count, Introduced by
3: five seconds,
4: Brian Farrell.
3: Two,
1: one, there we go. Well, welcome to election 92 and indeed to the referendum. We have all systems go, you've done what you had to do, you went out, you went out in larger numbers than many people expected. But what does the outcome mean?
2: RTE Radio 1, it's four minutes past three.
5: Limerick! Hello, Hello,
2: Jimmy! We're going over now to Studio 10.
5: We will go for a whip around at some stage, but not
2: immediately. On the basis we've had about three hours of whip rounds. For comprehensive coverage yeah, absolutely interested in them. of the general election and referenda results. Dick Spring on the phone first of all. Mary O'Rourke has to go before quarter past three. The programme is presented by Shane Kenny with Rodney Rice. And Rodney will do, after that, a list of likely battlegrounds. <laughs>
6: Welcome to Election 92. From now until necessary, we'll be here in Studio 10 of the RT Radio Centre to bring you the results of Election 92 and the outcome of the three-abortion referenda. I'm joined here in studio by our expert panel and politicians of all hues. We'll introduce them as we go along. But straight away, we go to Dick Spring, who is joining us uh, on telephone now. Throughout the campaign, opinion polls
2: have predicted Labour would do well. The final result didn't contradict the pollsters. Labour more than doubled their Doyle seats from 15 to 33.
0: Things
4: look well. things look great, gonna have the whole world on a plate, starting here, starting now.
6: Liam Kavanagh. This is surely
1: the best day we've ever had. Joe Costello, Labour. The wind is behind us, but it's, it didn't happen overnight.
6: We're going to the constituency of Meath.
5: Fitzgerald Brine, the Labour Party, 8,967.
3: In Tipperary North, Labour's Mr John Ryan has won the final seat in the constituency at the expense of the Minister for Agriculture, Mr Michael O'Kennedy.
0: This is the result... Of the fourth count from the constituency of Stiglitz, Brie, plus 1,039.1039, 1039, giving him a total of 9,000. 107. We're absolutely thrilled and delighted at,
2: that fa- at the actual fact that we're making
1: history and uh, electing the first uh, Labour deputy for this particular constituency. The first of many, I would hope. We are poised uh, to play a very important part in a new kind of politics in Ireland for the next century.
2: Beside the television studios, a huge garage area has been turned into a large open plan office. Desks, telephones and computers have been moved here from all around the station. The man with responsibility for this area is Edmul Hall. Well, this is the results centre for all the uh, results from the various constituencies coming in. And we
1: just have a live one. Live count. Live count. Where is it? RDS. I don't know which one.
0: Uh,
2: this is the results center where the results from the constituencies are phoned in by county assistance then at all the forty-one constituencies. They're processed by the computer and graphics are generated for broadcast on air. Also it goes into the computer system, which can be can be inquired into by um, presenters on radio and television and it uh, Spews out copy on the results, which is distributed around the radio various studios. It also feeds the newsroom and Airtel directly out of the computer system. Five, two,
7: five, nine,
0: seven, eight. The
3: reason for the next count is we're quality control, we're checking the figures, everything that's gone in on the data entry over there. Is now being checked by us here. So we have to make sure that the quota is correct based on the number of seats and to make sure that the first preferences are correct. Turnout, um, swing for Fianna Fáil, spoiled votes as a percentage. Basically, quality control of the input.
2: So this is that we, we make no mistakes on air?
3: Oh, we won't make any mistakes on air.
6: We're looking like uh, a loss of, of six to seven seats. I mean, Fianna Fáil down to uh, 70 seats and may well fall below that um, threshold at this stage.
5: Yes, I would have to admit, uh, regretfully, that that is a major setback indeed. Uh, but then, uh, to a great extent, uh, w- we, were being, we were being told that on the doorsteps. Uh, quite clearly in Dublin North Central, at any rate, uh, there was a clear and, and direct uh, movement from Fianna Fáil to Labour. Uh,
6: to what do you attribute that
5: I think it's very much a reaction to the current situation. Uh, and I, I just to ex- take an example, say, of my own constituency or my former constituency, Kulak. You go to a house in Kulak where every adult in the house is unemployed uh, and there are social welfare difficulties and probably maybe health problems. Uh, and all in all, there is a great deal of uh, frustration, and it's not so much that everybody in the house would be unemployed, but they didn't. Nobody could really offer them at this stage any immediate prospect uh, of employment. So there was a a, a very considerable build-up of of, of uh, anger and frustration, and it ha- against somebody. And of course, that somebody just happened to be the government led by Philip Ball.
3: Hi, Laura here, TV
0: reception. Uh, taxi's
1: here
0: for you. Hello, switch.
2: RTE Television gathers the reaction of the viewers to its election yeah. coverage through TAM ratings and surveys after the event. But Laura Highland on the telephone switchboard gets a more okay, immediate thanks. feedback.
0: First of all, there was too much Irish on television during the
3: election. The majority of people had only got little Irish, but far too much of that. Um then they were talking about flowers. The buttonhole. Um, a
2: Brian Farrell, bike. Uh, far.
0: The curtain at the back of John Bowman was driving people mad because they were looking after for seven hours and they were, it wasn't open or it wasn't closed. Actually, uh, we
4: had a few calls from England and they enjoyed it.
2: The noisy election TV studio is overseen by floor manager Tom Flanagan. He wears headphones and monitors instructions coming from director Neve White in the control room.
1: Willie, did you hear
4: that? They need more PA down at John's end of the studio.
1: There are three basic areas. There's Brian's area, which is the main area. You've got Pat and uh, John Bowman in that area and Sean O'Tourish. Now, what we do is we service that area by bringing in and out the politicians, by bringing them, by giving time signals to Brian in and out of breaks, when to go to breaks, when to go to OBs. We have various signals we can give them. Go to 6. Back to John on 7. It's, it's, a, it's a special night. It's, uh, it's a great buzz going around, and uh, I look forward to it every every four or five years. Hopefully, it won't be much more than that. Brian, thank you. for
8: Yes. Joe Costa, 2
1: two You've got to keep everybody happy obviously as the night goes on people get tired and you're trying to just keep everybody uh, topped up and uh, going at full speed because the general public at home expect that, they're sitting at home they want to see the best service so hopefully we supply that to them
3: She's on at the moment, is she? Staff
2: for the election coverage are drawn from all over the organisation. For example, also in the studio floor is Betty Purcell, who normally edits questions and answers. I'm
3: panel editor for the whole thing, which means that I'm dashing in and out, making sure all the time that we have panels from every party and that we have women on the panel on a constant basis.
2: Are you under pressure from the parties to put particular people on?
3: Well, we're always under that pressure. <laughs> Um, there's always the people who are in vogue at party head office. But um, we have our own criteria, which is a good programme. And so far, this seems to be going well.
2: Is it hard to get people on in a night like this?
3: Not really. I mean, obviously, you won't ask people unrealistically to leave a count. Um, you know, if their own first count is coming, then it wouldn't be fair to ask them to leave, in fact. But um, after that, people are delighted, and particularly, of course, people who are elected. Um, then you have the people who lose, who are losing seats and I mean they're always very memorable moments in any general election to see they're people. They're I know they are, they are from all points of view because uh, there's not many people in the country that have to uh, run for their job every four years or every two years mm-hmm. in the new unstable situation that we're in politically in this country you know.
2: Magilla could be one this evening couldn't he? He could RZ, be. All right, I don't, haven't heard he
3: could be. Um, I was just talking to him on the phone there a few minutes ago and he's, he's worried he's going to come in to us about 11 o'clock yeah. one way or the other but he's very very worried at the moment. So obviously a man of his age as well. You know, it's, it's it's kind of sad because he probably won't get a seat again in his lifetime.
2: The 27th Dáil has 33 new deputies. Those they replaced included many well-known names, some of whom, like Tom Enright and Jim Tunney, had been on the political stage for many years.
1: Farewell
5: to
0: the mountains whose Madeline
5: Tater Quinn from Claire well, Party, not two. <laughs> it's been uncertain. <laughs> Joe Sherlock in Cork East.
6: We'll move on to Dublin South now. What, what about Roger Garland? The okay, Al- Ro- TD there. Roger Garland is. Or Roger Garland is, uh, was the first TD in here this morning, and I think he's going to be the first TD to go. He uh, got to 2001, oddly enough, a very um, a very appropriate figure for somebody who believes in those sort of things. 3.7% <laughs> of the vote.
8: Pat McCartan uh, in Dublin uh, North East.
6: 2,726. Two, seven, two, six. Workers'
3: party. Here in the Shoffley, Finnegales, Tom Enright and Charles Flanagan will be fighting amongst each other for the final seat. If you look at the first preferences there, you see there's actually very little between them.
2: As well as broadcasting results on radio and television, RTE also covers the election counts on Airtel, the television text service. Katie Hannan, a journalist with the Airtel Election
4: Service.
8: My job is to look after the news items, the surprises, who's in, who's out. Um, you know, any surprise, last-minute seats, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. People... Who who would have to be hanging around for ages to see their own constituency come up on television can watch it develop and develop and see every count. We go right on to the the final counts and all the previous counts are left on screen so you can monitor where the the votes came from. It's just a good record. It's kind of written down rather than trying to pick up things that fly past on screen on television. Now, this
2: is the second day of the election. What was it like last night?
8: It was tough. We got out of here about 4 o'clock this morning.
2: And do you get a reaction from people to the service?
8: If there's anything wrong, the phones will ring. Yeah, we do. We've, we, got a lot, we had a lot of people watching us yesterday, we knew that. We had a lot of phone calls in, you know, requesting, you know, what time is the count will be in here, that kind of thing.
2: Do you enjoy elections?
8: I love elections. I love them. Why? Because I love watching them develop. I love seeing who goes in, who goes out. Um, particularly an election like this where something really, where a change really occurs and you track it and you see, is it going to hold out? I love it. Down the corridor
2: from Airtel, BBC reporter Dennis Murray is working on his account of the election for the early evening news. Okay. I'll
0: take it from the top or just to pick up. Pick up if you want, you... Do?
8: slide, a huge swing to the left, all but doubling
0: their number of... swing to the left, all but doubling their number of seats. Oh, no, hold on, we have to lay the shot of the cheering and the count. All right. It's a personal triumph for... It's a personal triumph for party leader Dick Spring, who'll have the final say on who forms the new government. And at home in Kerry today, he was insisting it should be him, even though his party is the third largest. This is the edit suite for BBC Television Network News, and as you can see, there are two edit suites in one room, and that's because we have... Me, the Ireland correspondent, doing the election story, and Fergus Walsh, one of the reporters from London, doing separate coverage on the referendum. Right. Is uh, the PR system difficult to explain to the British public? Well, since it's been in Northern Ireland for so long... Uh, one has refined the verbal shorthand. It comes down to phrases like, uh, under Ireland's proportional representation system, there are a series of counts when candidates are eliminated, uh, and that's why you have a series of declarations. It's, it's not too bad, but you do not explain it in detail. It's kept very broad. Right. Um, the referenda are they difficult to, to explain? No, and I think the referendum's been taken very seriously by both BBC and ITN with separate coverage on it. So you've had a slice of airtime long enough to get into the finer detail of that.
2: The complexion of the Doyle changed in many ways after the 1992 election, not least in terms of gender. There are a record number of women deputies elected, up from 13 in 1989 to 20 in 1992.
6: Dublin North West, I believe we have a result there.
1: As Roisin Shorthall has exceeded the quota, I deem her to be elected.
6: Would you stay with us for a moment because we've got a result coming in in Dun Laoghaire. 10,074. Kerry says.
2: And as Breida and Cronin has exceeded the
4: uh, quota, she's now elected. We're going to go to Dublin South East for a count. As Fitzgerald has exceeded the quota, she is deemed to be elected.
3: There's a lot of sadness around that uh, uh, we didn't take the two seats. That was the plan and that was what we worked towards. Uh, unfortunately, we came very close to it. But um, as I've said already, it's only out on loan.
6: This election, uh, in terms of labour successes, is going to dramatically increase the the percentage, the share um, of... uh, uh Women TDs in the Doyle. You're obviously very happy about that. I'm sure. Oh, I'd be
3: delighted. I, I haven't quite got the national picture on that yet. Just what the increase is going to be. We were, of course, at around eight percent.
6: In Dublin South, the returning officer has now declared that uh, Liz O'Donnell for the Progressive Democrats is elected. <laughs> obviously, you're happy with uh, the PD's performance uh, nationally as well.
8: Absolutely delighted. Uh, and the one characteristic of that uh, performance is that 40% of our parliamentary party will be women.
2: All radio coverage comes from Studio 10 in the radio centre, but there are also three Zone Studios. Julian Vignoles is a Zone producer.
8: Would you be interested in taking it live? Yeah, it, it. may drive. elect Bruton, but I think, he, I think the chances are it won't. He'll be just short of the quota. Oh, will he? I, well, but it'd be an interesting one, you know? It'd
7: be nicer to take it if there was going to be an election and its isn't yes, it, wouldn't Johnny? it?
8: Huh? It'd be
7: better to take it if was going to be an election in it, wouldn't it?
8: Yes, it would, yeah. And
7: oh, we'll leave it then.
8: Well, I... Yeah,
7: okay. We we'll leave it. In, I mean, I think it's only worth really taking yeah, counts yeah, now if people it, are elected okay. on them. Okay. Okay. Well, because you've forty-one constituencies and you've only one studio that's doing the main coverage, you have to feed all the uh, some of the count centres into different studios and then filter them through depending on what results or what stories there are in in a particular place. So we kind of filter them here and we pass on the hotter news to. To Studio you know that, Ten, and they take it live then it to the whatever count yeah. centre. So we've Kerry, here we've Kildare, we've Mead we've Westmead we've Wexford, we've Wicklow, and we've Longford, Roscommon, and Sligo-Leitrim. So we have the three, three, the big party leaders here. So it's a, it's a it happens in the studio. Like yesterday, we had uh, Alan Jukes and uh, John Bruton on the line together. So that was good. So we're trying to give the yeah we're trying to we're trying to fill space. Yeah, not with, not with rubbish, only with interesting things and developments.
2: Do you enjoy elections?
7: Yes. The die has been cast, the votes have been cast, um, and it's, it's a horse race. It's, it's a sport, really, at this stage.
5: Is that OK? Do you need a cab or anything, Liam?
2: Upstairs in the radio centre, Cleon O'Flynn and Helen Shaw are lining up interviewees. come
5: straight to the radio centre. So, round 11-ish? See you then. Bye-bye. You kind of make sure they come to radio because they don't get waylaid by television. That's what happens. It's the standing in the bushes at the checkpoint vibe and making sure you hop the cars first. This is what we were at last night.
2: How successful were
4: you?
5: Well, I did manage to waylay one or two people, but unfortunately they they told me that they had been committed to television, but they gave me a promise of coming over here as soon as they were finished with television. That's Liam from the Cork Examiner. He'd be in by about 11. Okay.
8: Well, the other two should be coming now. Um, Kennedy, Chris Lennon. Right, and Emily set up at what time? That's half grand. Twelve.
5: I'm still trying Fergus Finley, just in the off chance that Springer's going to be coming up to Dublin. Yeah.
8: Basically, we're setting up panels. We've been we've been setting up panels um, for the last few days. None of us really finished up to half three last night, so we started making calls again this morning at uh, half eight. The problem this morning is that there's a lot of counts still... Hanging on. Um, a lot of the Democratic left candidates, particularly, are very reluctant to leave their count centres because their seats are very, very close. Um,
2: do you enjoy elections?
8: I do, I love elections. And this one has been particularly exciting.
2: What do you enjoy about them?
8: Well, there's always a sense of the unknown, and this one has proven that there are no givens in any election, that you can make forecasts, and we all here um, made our own forecasts, and I think anybody who actually forecasts the result of this election uh, three days ago deserves every single pound they've won.
7: Is Colm actually there? Unless the, unless the of of course, Shane, together, quick word with Colm Keane the and
2: Clare in a Colum possible Labour and game. And
6: OK, we've got to go to Clare now where uh, there's some surprising news on the Labour side, I understand. Colm Keane uh, has the details.
1: Hello, Shane. Uh, at the moment, we've got 94. You the are case. the sunshine of my life
4: So beautiful and fair And I will my lovely
6: rose of Claire. De Valera, Sheila, plus 287, making a total of 8,567, 8567 Madeline Taylor-Quinn, good morning to you. Not such a good morning for you personally.
8: Good morning, Shane. No, uh, but uh, then politics is a rather volatile profession. So one has to expect the good with the bad.
6: And how do you explain what happened in Clare?
8: The sweep of change that uh, was taking place right across the country, needed to say, is also taking place here in Clare. And uh, the voters uh, reacted to Labour in a very positive way. And uh, I've been affected as a result.
6: I think, in general, the people have problems within the county and they found me as a focus to uh, concentrate on those problems. I think people also
5: want a change in the county and they want a change in the country as well. And I think the spring factor is very important as well.
8: I am confident that in the future we can redress the situation and regain the second seat. And I'll be starting from today to ensure that that occurs in the next election.
6: Obviously, this um, election success is going to mean a big change in your life. You, yes. you practised in uh, Ennis Hospital, I believe. Is that That's correct? Right. I'm a psychiatrist in Our ladies' Hospital in Ennis. So it means a whole different way of life and a different way of
7: thinking as well. it be needed in Leinster House.
1: Just gives, just goes a little bit more. In fact, Harney's ahead here. Back
2: in the results centre, a group of UCD academics are huddled around a computer screen.
1: That's
6: gets
7: 1100 yeah, and yeah. she gets 700. Yeah. But it's, it's a, it's a knife-edge situation,
5: really. Yeah. Absolutely.
6: We're
1: trying to analyse the trends and trying to extrapolate them to try and make some predictions about what's going on. So we're taking in all the data from the tallies and the results as they come in, putting them through a computer
5: programme and trying to assess their impact on the overall situation. Do you enjoy this? Yes, very much. <laughs> Where's the kick? I suppose
6: it's... Uh, it's like a long-running horse race, and uh, so many different contests. And then we have the added added incentive of trying to pit a, a programme that we've written and a system we've developed um, against the reality as it unfolds, to see how close we can come how quick uh, and how quickly. Is there money on it? No, there's no money on it, I'm afraid.
2: <laughs> In among all the new technology, some old technology, which Eddie Liston from the newsroom is using.
5: What I'm trying to do is to keep a blackboard that will show all the people that got elected. Now, The the work and the commitment that the organisation makes to an election is incredible. Is it a chore? We in many ways are part of the process and our record of it would in a lot of instances be ahead of what uh, the Department of the Environment would have and they would be watching our results and uh, comparing their own very carefully with it. And uh, they would I from my experience of my trading with them I would know that they would take our results very seriously and would take our operation very seriously and I think uh, would hardly be an exaggeration to see that, to say that they would see it as part of the process as
8: well Do it. Do it. Do it.
1: Pump up the volume pump up the volume pump up the volume Dance. Ladies and gentlemen, the result of the first count of Dublin South, Fitzgerald Ethna, 17,256.
6: Big cheer for Ethna Fitzgerald, elected with a massive surplus in the first count.
1: Nearly
6: two quotas. One final question to you. On a personal level, do you, do you still believe that, 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 um, that you haven't delivered the overall majority and therefore a lot of the blame for what's happened uh, to Fianna Fall, the loss of these seats, must rest on your desk?
4: Factual position is the figures are there, they're not finalised, but we all know where, where or whereabouts they're going to rest. But if anybody would try to suggest that, uh, that any sort of small single factor like that Caused the whirlwind to blow on Labour. No, there was a there was a clear message there for change. They looked at the two parties in opposition. They quite clearly decided the people, the electorate decided that Finney Gale had nothing to offer to them, and they went to the Labour Party uh, as a protest vote against the government and in the hope for change from the Labour Party. That's exactly what happened. Uh, it's as clear as day. I mean, to think that. Uh, say, Etna Fitzgerald, for instance, uh, a Labour Party candidate in a right wing Conservative constituency can get 17 odd thousand votes. It's a little more than some small factory involved in that type of vote. And all the, the other Labour candidates, all across the Dublin constituencies, except, except uh, two, I think, they headed the poll everywhere against big names. So, I mean, like, uh, this was a major, uh, major gale force wind of change blowing, and there was no way that I, I could stand in the gap and stop. It.
1: Jim Tunney. Yes, I think that what has happened this election really is unprecedented. And I don't know, I would imagine that the political scientists and the rest of us would be studying uh, the reason for it. Uh, personally, I can see very little reason in respect of uh, some of the results. Uh, it's all right to talk about change. Change is always welcome. But I think change, unless it's uh, aimed towards an improvement, uh, should not be welcomed. You have a situation where candidates offer themselves in last local elections, and at the prevailing political feelings at that time, uh, obtained uh, maybe a thousand votes. And now, in a general election within a, within a year or a year plus, uh, they can get ten thousand votes in a general election. Uh, not based on policy, uh, not based on performance, <coughs> but rather <coughs> merely on what I would call the the lotto mentality. Uh, maybe uh, if we if we change the number, something better will come up. Surprise, 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 surprise. Surprise.
2: Despite predictions that the PDs would suffer heavy losses after their period in government, they actually gained four seats, leaving them with ten.
0: I think that we have to um, uh, thank our lucky stars that all the worst predictions about what we were going to do have, uh, have been proven false. I always said we would do well. We, t- we had a very particular campaign. We targeted into those constituencies where we knew we could do well and we targeted within those constituencies to voters that were well disposed towards the progressive Democrat message and it certainly has paid off. Not alone,
1: uh, Shane, is it not catastrophic, as some would forecast. Uh, but to increase going to your, your uh, number of seats in the Dáil by perhaps 50% or possibly even more uh, is anything but catastrophic. It's uh, uh, it's excellent uh, result.
0: The reality is that uh, we've survived now as a political party and as a force for change in Irish politics into our fourth Dáil.
7: As the battle for the last seats in this election continued this afternoon, a major row broke out in Fingal when Austin Curry suggested that Dick Spring should be the next Teachach, with John Bruton as Thornister. But his suggestion was immediately rejected by the party's director of elections, Sean O'Leary, who described it as treacherous. But the angriest reaction came from the deputy leader of the party, Peter Barry, who accused Austin Curry of being most irresponsible.
1: When you accepted nomination in the election. You signed the pledge to sit, act, and vote with the Fine Gael deputies de- and to support the party leader. You have not done that. Well, I've I have made it clear that I will abide entirely by the decision of the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party. Uh, uh, and there's no there was no question. Well, why of, didn't you of... put that? If you had the suggestion like that, why not put it to the Parliamentary Party first and not over the airwaves? Well, I I will be putting it to no, the Parliamentary didn't Party. you put it first. You put it over the air. Yes, that's 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 correct. And but I, I, response, I think but if you'd been. I, I'm shocked, doesn't could be so disloyal. I really am shocked. Well, I don't see it in, in, in terms of disloyalty. I mean, well, I've, I'm I've, I've, that's I've made it. it appears to me into a lot of other. Yeah. People. I'm quite amazed. I believe that many members of the Fine Gael party who campaigned, after all, for. Me, as the leader of the party, and for all our candidates, uh, will be very disappointed that uh, Austin Curry would make a suggestion such as this, which seems to me to undermine the negotiating position of Fine Gael, which admittedly is a difficult negotiating position. The fact that we have lost seats in this election doesn't make it any easier for us to negotiate. It makes it that bit more difficult. All the more reason for us to maintain solidarity.
2: There were many closely won victories in the 1992 election, like those of Bernard Durkin in Kildare and Pather Clohessy in Limerick East, but none could match the historic tussle between Ben Briscoe and Eric Byrne in Dublin South.
0: Too close, too close for comfort, please not again.
6: Uh, I I think one one of the extraordinary things about um, the democratic left uh, TDs is that virtually everybody agrees that the, the, the... our TDs were some of the best in, in, in the Dáil, and it's, it's extraordinary that we have had to fight for so hard for to hang on to our seats, but that's, that's I suppose, the nature of politics. Going on now to Gerry Reynolds and Limerick East. It's like old times for Fianna Fáil's Eddie Wade and the sitting TD pad The two neighbours fought it out in the last time, and they're fighting it out again. Even the tallymen are divided on this one, Shane. Fianna and neighbours say Wade, the and the PD say La so we expect a final result around 7.30. It's and too close to call. We're moving on to Kildare now and Des Cahill. Jack Wall has moved well ahead of Fine Gales, Bernard Durkin. Uh, Emmett Stagg says it could take a miracle now for uh, Labour to lose the second seat. How do you feel about it at this stage, well,
7: Ben? I'm thoroughly confused at the moment because as I was coming up the stairs, somebody told me that on John's
1: surplus that I'm ahead by two votes, so I don't, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'm in
6: or out. And uh, <laughs> Eric and I are sitting beside each other, uh, sweating should've... it out. Gracias. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm waiting for the official confirmation. Well, one, one vote is enough, I suppose, Ben. Uh, that's what Lamass always said. A majority of one is enough, but no doubt it'll be a recount anyway. R- Eric Byrne, I believe, is there with that's you. That's right,
7: sitting here beside Ben. <laughs> well,
6: Eric, uh, did, did you meet anybody nice who gave you a promise of two votes?
7: <laughs> well, in fact, the promises that I got on the way up here to this, uh, for this interview was that we had about 12 votes, so uh, <laughs> it takes... There's
0: uh, something wrong. Things the the wrong
7: somewhere. Mm. We'll have to wait for the official count, but one way or another, it's... Uh, Somebody has too
6: many or too little fingers.
7: Well, well, hopefully we've got too many.
6: (laughs) Okay. But uh, this isn't... You know, uh, I often refer to this count as the agony and the XTD. You know
7: what I mean now.
5: (laughs)
6: As you can imagine... We've had a very busy team of people here in radio uh, over the last couple of days. Our thanks are extended to our reporters and technicians and assistants at all 41 count centres around the country. To our production and editorial team, both here in the radio centre and in the various centres around the country, as well as our broadcasting assistants, the superb technical staff and the rest of our team in the radio centre here who made everything run so smoothly. And special thanks to Sean O'Leary, Michael Gallagher and James Wren who've been with us for the 22-hour hours of continuous coverage. In Studio 10 here, the hothouse of the whole operation, we've had Jimmy Wogan, Michael Campion and Anton Timoney on sound. The producers of this election coverage were Alex White and Ronan O'Donoghue, and the editor was Michael Good. More coverage here on Radio 1 tomorrow, on Saturday View with my colleague Rodney Rice just after the 1 o'clock news, and no doubt plenty to keep us busy and intrigued in the days and weeks ahead. But for now, from all of us, goodbye.
7: I suppose the drink wouldn't be able to question really at this
8: stage. Day
0: 10 of the count at Dublin South Central and all the indications were that the longest count in the history of the state was finally drawing to a close. As counters tidied up, the final discussions between the returning officer and both parties were taking place in a corner of the hall. Then, just before six o'clock, returning officer John Ross made the announcement everyone had been waiting for for 10 days.
7: As there is one candidate and one vacancy remaining to be filled, Mr. Briscoe is deemed to be elected without reaching the quota.
5: for the Labour Party. We've had a tremendous victory in Irish politics and I hope it is the beginning of major change in Irish politics. Change in Irish politics.
1: Change, 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 change,
4: change, 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 The agony to lot of the whirlwind. The agony to lot of the whirlwind. The agony the lot of the whirlwind.
1: Non party 60. I have to make a statutory pause to see if anybody requires a recount. <clears throat> pause over. And I now deem. <laughs> both...
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> there was a clear. And direct uh, movement from Fianna Fáil to Labour. We will be told that on the doorsteps. Change, 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 change,
1: change, 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 change. People are just changing for change's sake. Change, 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 for change's sake. It's
6: a big change in your life. I'm a psychiatrist in Our Old Ladies Hospital in Ennis.
1: Leinster House
6: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Benji I'm yeah, a psychiatrist you be needed in Leinster
1: House Lotto mentality
0: PPDs we have to PPDs we have to PPDs thank our lucky stars Changing for change's sake
4: the agony, the lot of the whirlwind. The agony, the lot of the whirlwind. The agony, the lot of the whirlwind. 17. Massive surplus. 17. Two quotas.
1: 17. Fitzgerald Ethner, 1256. Quite amazed. The Finnegylers I I'm shocked that you could be so disloyal. Of course. Now, the Finnegylers are... Well, I don't see it in, in, in terms of disloyal. Now, the Finnegalers are describing their vote as soggy. Maintain solidarity. Change change
4: change 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 the agony to lot of the whirlwind. The agony to lot of the whirlwind. The agony to lot of the whirlwind. No. There was a there was a clear message there for change
1: for change's sake.
4: This was a major uh, major gale force wind of change blowing, and there was no way that I, I could stand in the gap and stop.
6: Briscoe? You know, uh, I often refer to this count as the agony and the XTD. You know what I mean now. <laughs> Well, let me just ask you, you about a comment that you made in the closing stages uh, of the campaign. I, so I would still stand by that. And you said that uh, a, a, an arrangement with Albert Reynolds...
5: I, so I would still stand by that.
6: ...would be practically unworkable.
5: Yes, well, I, I, so I would still stand by that. Stand by that. Stand by that. Change,
1: change, 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 change...